Ruchem Aboim, Shem Yegin Shiritera, and most especially I'd like to welcome everyone to tonight's Shir, all the men here in the main shul, all the women upstairs and downstairs, and everyone watching through the broadcast throughout the United States and beyond. Thank you, Big Yashikach, to Mr. and Mrs. Yehuda Lowinger for the support of tonight's Shir, Lili Nishmas Aviyam, Rabbi Yosef Aryeh, Baron Peretz, Oliver Sholem Bergman, Chavar Dishloishim, and Nishmas Atsura B'Tzorachayim. Rabbi Sai Irgun Shiratara relies on the support of the Tzibur to conduct and arrange these shiurim. Call Irgun Shiratara at 718-851-8651 or email tapecenter at yeshivanet.com to sponsor a shir or to give you a donation. I have a schos in the Sabbatist Torah Durabim. Tonight we have the cover to have with us once again of Yosef Weinishli, the Rav of Kilshar Shemaim, Wesley Hills. Speak on practical halachas and hilchas tzedakah and related family issues. It's my cover to call Reviner for tonight's drasha. Big yishakayach to Rabbi Bold, Rabbi Deutsch, Irgun for. Their continued hishtadlis year after year, night after night, and all the habatzas teren shemendis kiddushem shemayim should have the uh, kayach for many, many more years and increased habatzas teren. The um, struggle I have every year is I come during the three weeks. You're not supposed to have so much hanot to see all the people you want to see and you haven't seen in a while. So uh, I guess we don't live in a perfect situation yet, but it's always a pleasure to be back. Uh, we speak about two, three months before the shear is actually given. So we uh, threw out a title, and uh, as you just heard, it was adjusted. And I'd like to focus, usually we pick some Beromba Havero issue, that is the three weeks. I'd like to start off with some Hashkafik and Yanim, and then uh, focus on some very practical and Nagea Dekashailas and Hochus which affect everybody, and uh, staka is one of the key forms of chesed that we use to help others and really help ourselves. And be mechazek our Let me just begin with a few different makaris, which I think will drive the point home, and hopefully give us uh, the chizik that we need. This one happens to. Um, fit into a general hagdama of the three weeks, maybe we'll be zeichet to cancel Tishabov this year. But the Shlomo Zalman in Shalmi Teda brings down a fascinating kasha from the Shlomo who quotes his Rebbe the Ma'ashal. We say every morning, Sha'asali kal tzarki. The problem with Bech Sashachar is uh, we're sometimes not too awake. And uh, it's a lot to say, and uh, we don't always focus. If you ask uh, somebody who remembers what the Gemara Brocha says, and if we don't understand the ball, we're going to repeat it now. What is Sha'asali Kartsaki focusing on? Which one of the Chazdei Hashem? So the Gemara Brocha says that Asali Kartsaki is saying not only did we have the ability to get up, and to stand up and to stand firm on the ground and to get dressed, Malbashaumim. Asali Kartsarchi is that Hashem gave us shoes. So the Shla asks an obvious Kasha, the Chazal tell us that shoes are so basic, so important. This might be pushed to us Americans in Europe that many people walked around without shoes. Couldn't afford it. So the Gemara had that issue also, and the Gemara said that shoes are so basic and so important that you should sell everything you have and sell your house, just buy shoes. And it comes before a lot of other things. Sounds like even if you have to sell the shirt off your back, just make sure you have shoes. So the Shlaz Kash is obvious. Kaltzarki is like Larabas, like not only do I have everything I need, but I even have shoes. And the Gemara says, shoes is basic. So what's the bracha shasali katsarki? So the shalom is 
Starts off for the basic review. We know we have the Daimim Sameach Chayim Adaber. Spoke about in every uh, every discussion of the makeup of the Bria. It's an important point, Al Piyashkafa. It's crucial for General Avodas Hashem in the backdrop of secular America, certainly left leaning. It's a very important point to make because we're so inundated with this Trefa Hashkafa that you live here long enough, you start to uh, you start to believe it. And that is that you have to be kind to all living creatures, including animals. With that said, I'll remind the island that Tsar Balachayim is not a good thing to do, but it's even a Shailan, the Gemara, and Machlechesheshainim, whether it's even Daraisa. Just to put things in perspective. So you live in a country where uh, when a gorilla gets shot to save a little boy's life, there are comments like, we should shoot the mother, we should shoot the kid, Rahman Litzlan, just don't shoot the gorilla. And this, these are made by people that we would think would be normal, but um, the whole thrust has nothing to do with animals. It's the same thing as uh, why Doran was, Doran was so beloved in his uh, evolution, is that the more you raise the covet of animals, you can just look at yourself as a two-legged animal, is out of the picture. You have no shibudim. There's no difference. We talk. They don't. But it's all basically the animal kingdom, and everybody's in the same footing. That is a push to drive religion out of the picture, to drive a Baruch out of the picture. It's important to know this. It's not just the double shemabakach. They're funny people that they're, they're machshiv, the animals so much. It should be nice to animals always. Don't misquote this. But a friend of mine called me. He said he was very perturbed. So he was talking to a from guy who he considers a ben terror. And they got into the subject of the gorilla. This was already a few months ago. And the guy said, and it wasn't a plitas peh, he said, yeah, it was taka, a terrible tragedy, but you have to save the kid. Baltashchis, the gorilla maybe was worth a lot of money. It's not good. It's still a living being, living organism. We, we try to be nice to animals. Tragedy? The tragedy was the reaction. Tragedy is the, the kruma hashkafa. And the more we live in this environment, the more we start believing. Ben Terek could say, it's a tragedy? There are many things that are tragedies. This was dangerous, a waste, uh, sad that perhaps a nice gorilla had to be killed in the his call to action. He was just acting like a gorilla. Tragedy, use that word. So we have this moral equivalency of We've got animals, we've got humans, we do the same thing. It's just, we have to talk, but we have to be actually not We should be nice. And if you have a cat or a dog or a parakeet or a goldfish, you've got to dinim. You've got to feed it every time you go to eat. And you've got to be extra nice since Abel Chaim is us or Shaila the Rabban. But it's telling. It's not even clear in this sugya what the Maskans was, even in his Dereisa. I say this Hagdama, you're wondering why I'm talking about gorillas. This Hagdama is important because the Shalah Kaddish, quotes the Rebbe the Marashal, that animals were here given to us to serve humans. That's clear. And beasts of burden, before we had motor vehicles, pull the plow and do the disha. Cow used to step on it. You go to the Lama Tesmalach, there's a lot of animals involved. And that's why we have, there's an Israel on Shabbos, you shouldn't work the animals, there's a Shvises Behemtoy. And they're here to eat, the ones that are kosher. Shalab points out, not only do we eat them, we take the hide, we make it into leather, and we make it into shoes. This is a very deep, unless you think about this kasha, you would never realize what an important hashkafa is hidden over here. We make it into shoes, and we, we step on it, we walk on it. Not trying to be Mavaza animals, we're trying to show that the purpose of the Bria is for B'nai Adam. And the godless Adam can't be forgotten. And if you start equating things, you're just trying to push away the godless Adam, push away your responsibility, push away your Bechira, push away your Altaira, which is what they're trying to do. All Zion Mitzvahs. So, Asuli Kaltzachi, the curl over here is that in this Bracha, the fact that we have total dominion over the animal kingdom, and Mamela Kalvachimer over the Tzamech and the Daimim, he describes the plants, Ionic from the ground, the animals eat the plants, and we eat the animals. 
we make it a point to actually use the leather to walk around in it to show we have total shlita. And that's why Akash Baruch Hu gave us the Bria to use it, to harness it for Torah mitzvahs and to develop the world. Not to waste. Judaism believes in the environment. Everything's to a degree. And he quotes a Pasuk in Tehillim, the famous Pasuk in Tehillim Ches, Ma'enesh Kisis Karenu, and the end of that Pasuk talks about the fact that we're thanking Hashem, we don't deserve it, and you made us almost like a God. And you give a shlita over the Briam, the end of the Pasuk, once you see this Pasuk, you know the Shalah, it's a whole different Pasuk. You put under our feet, literally, the entire Bria. Shlomo Zaman says, this answers a kasha I always had. In Shulchan Aruch it says that there's an Isra on Tisha B'av and on Yom Kippur and Leolena doing Avelis to wear shoes, but only leather shoes. Why is that? So you could say, stomp shoes is leather and they have rias to it. That's the Pashup shop. But Shlomo Zalman says, this Shalah answers that kasha. So everybody asks, you can wear rubber shoes, you can wear sneakers, and they're just as comfortable. Sometimes they're more comfortable. So why only leather? So there are peskim that are machmer, especially Yom Kippur for the Inuyim, taka not to wear comfortable things. Some people wear barefoot. Uh, go barefoot, and they're, they're different in hogim. But it's only a chumra. Mika din we paskin. That is not leather, it's fine. And kachua minig. So Shlomo Zaman suggests, based on this shalom, that the reason you can't wear shoes on Tisha B'av is because the Bria is only given to us if we're doing Ratzon Hashem. We only have the right to that dominion if we're doing the right things with it. And if the Beis Mikdash is Charev, now I'm adding this part because this is our Inyan, especially by Yashani is Charev, he's a Sinas Chinam. So what that means is that we didn't learn how to treat with respect fellow humans. And all sinas chinam comes from the fact that I want my covet, I want my power, I want my shlita, I want my dominion, and if anybody, any of these two-legged humans stand in my way, they're in big trouble. That's really the source of all machlekes. I want to be on top, he wants to be on top, and they're fireworks. And if we didn't learn how to do that, then clearly that's what the three weeks is all about, then the epitome of the Chorba and the Tishabov, we don't deserve to wear leather shoes because you can't have Shlita on the Bria if you don't have Shlita on Yitzhar and if you are practicing the Shlita on humans as well. It's an amazing idea. And Yom Kippur is the same thing, what Tishabov is for a national chuva, so to speak, to Masakin, what we did for Klai Yisrael, so Yom Kippur is the personal chuva. But again, you have no right to wear leather when you have all these Averis that aren't cleaned up yet. Le'olenu and Avarach Malaslan, ain't shlita b'yamamavis, you can't show shlita. He also explains, the Rambam brings down, Allah Lamaisaf and the Gemara, you can't wear shoes on higher bias. This always bothered me. First time we see this concept, Meshach Rabbeinu comes to the Sneh, doesn't realize the Shechina is there. The Shechina Kaviyachal introduces himself, and the first thing he says is, Shalom Allah. And never understood. It's less respectful to take off your shoes than to keep them on. And yet, Shalna Alacha, because you're on Admas Kaidish. Why take off your shoes? So Shlomo Zalman says, beautiful, he says, you can't show dominion on anything when you're in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And he says, that's the same reason why you go to the Harabites, you go to the Makamitish, you can't wear shoes. Tafka 11. So the first Yisait we have over here, the, the Avaidah, all year round, Tafka, the three weeks, we have the dominion, we deserve the dominion, but we have to be using it for the right things. And if we don't, maybe we don't deserve it. There's a common misconception. I hear it all the time because I hear the uh, yish in people's voices. Some of us are perhaps zeichet to have families where the immediate family, the extended family, everybody's getting along, which is the way it should be. You might have all heard situations, maybe you've been through situations where families don't get along and uh, they're boycotting this simcha and when they come there's also machlekes. Uh, and their friends, who used to be friends, got into a sikhsuch, business, otherwise. Everybody understands when it comes to Meran al-Makam, and this is the way it should be, certainly Meran al-Makam, you do an Avera, you have to do Tshuva. Hopefully the next uh, Mincha, the next Lachlana. person, Rahman al didn't put on Tfilin. The person had an hour to learn and they just schmoozed. 
person wore shotness. He knows he has to do tshuva. You got to fix it. Some reason when it comes to Melchavir, when I hear this in conversation, when I'm trying to broker some sort of shalom, I hear that you know uh, you don't really have to like everybody, which is wrong. You don't really have to get along with everybody, which is wrong. And you don't really have to make shalom, which is completely wrong. But I hear this. They think for some reason, even though this is the same Tayyag Mitzvah, and leads to the same Lashon HaRamach like this, people have this thing, they don't have to fix it. Because in a way, it's harder to fix. You do a Navarra, but on you do your own personal truth, you wash out, and he's not going to do it again. Making shalom with somebody else takes hachna, and you've got to make compromise, and you got to, it's a much more difficult avoider. And giving is a much more difficult avoider. The famous Maisa, there was a dintera in Europe, and uh, uh, there was a sheikhet and somebody else, and the sheikhet lost, and he started being makal. The Maisa is a Chaim, and uh, Asim Chazelik was there, and he couldn't understand. He said, this same sheikhet came with a shayla with a $1,000 cow three weeks ago, and you passed in treif because there was no mokum lahokal. Is makabal the saver upon him office? Mama Shayyid Now, it's less money to screaming and yelling. But what's the difference? We all know the end of the story. The difference is, is that he doesn't mind giving the money to Akash Baruch but not to this guy. So we, we struggle with this. And if we know and we solidify in our minds that you can't leave the status quo, you can't leave the matzav, and this is a chiv to fix this up, we'll do more hashtablis. The Birchus Peretz brings down in parts um, by Midbar, it's a stipler, he talks about Shevi Yipol Tzadik Vakam, so he says a person can fall five times, six times, seven times, ten times, a hundred times. He's not only is the Pasuk telling you you can get up, the Pasuk says you get up stronger. If you struggle with something, it will even be better. These people get complacent, and they're at a certain area in Ruchnius, and they say, I'm holding my own, I'm fine. The Yitzhahar comes and takes away what you thought you had in your Madrega. Then you'll panic, hopefully, and realize that you can't hold on to anything unless you're growing. Either you're growing or you're falling. There's no static matzav. And a person who doesn't understand that you have to constantly raise the bar is going to fall. And when I tell this to people in their Baranla Makom, they get it. They get it. They've been there, done that, and they're doing tshuva and they're working on it. So why don't you make shalom with this guy? Nah, he's a Russia Marusha. To Paskin, somebody's a Russia, you need a big psak. There's a certain gedarm of what a Russia is, and uh, we have a lot more Rishayim that people think walking around than we really do. Many more. And you can't just label somebody, you hold, he's a Russia. What he did to you? Why don't you uh, take him to a dintera, go to a, uh, talk it out, and often there's a misunderstanding. And sometimes it was a meister issues, but he really wants to make up. And people feel they have no chiv to do this. The reason I want to focus on stucco, a lot of drushes about chesed, we need more. Stucco, there's an inborn hisnagdus, on two fronts. First of all, everybody loves money and they want to keep their money. And number two, often we're willing to give away our money, but we have difficulty dealing with the person in front of us because we have all sorts of kashas. Some people have so many kashas, they're about to give their big donation, but they've been working on it for 17 years. They haven't found somebody who's worthy. So we struggle with stalker. The good news is the more you give, the more you'll want to give. The Ramam says, give and give and give even smaller denominations. You'll become a more generous person. And... The good news is, and we give a lot of stalker. I'm happy to say I get many shaylas every week in Hoch Stalker. I At night say to him in the shul, I, uh, I decided the next, I uh, give small sugis in Yeridea. We covered the beginning of the year, Kashras uh, and Yan and Pasak and Bishalakam and the like. Recently, we went on to Hoch Stalker. We're on it for three months already, and we're not finished yet. And the next 45 minutes, we're just going to hear, hopefully, some of the highlights if we have some time for questions. I really think, as the Pasuk says, one of the pijanas we need for the gula is stucco. And I'd like to discuss some of the hashkafas that will help us give more and mamela, love the people we're giving to more, and create this midah, enhance this midah of generosity. And I hate to use a cliche, charity begins at home, but the Shulchan Aruch happens to agree. I've had situations where there's a pecking order, and we'll get to it. I have a feeling... The quarter we get to, from what I prepared, will continue next year, but we'll get to some of it. But you'd be amazed how, even though there's a pecking order, the most resistance 
sometimes that you have on dealing with where to give is on people, friends, and family that are close to you. Because the more you know them, the more the Yetzirah says, yeah, I don't really need it, I don't really deserve it, and he bobbled me once. So you have to first figure out, what does it say? It always says something in Shulchanah. What does it say in Shulchanah? What is the pecking order? And we have limited stock of dollars. And the million-dollar question, where does it go? I forgot to mention at the beginning, the, uh, I don't bring CDs anymore for a few years. There are cards on the back for the website. You can get the stock of share uh, in reverse. I also... Um, Lou, the CDs, I just, some people, uh, for very good reasons, write, please do not copy, because uh, if they're source upon us, I'm not taking my name. The people who sponsored this want me to write on everything, please copy. So if you ever hear a share, you can send it wherever you want. I, Derek Aga brought about eight or ten MP3s with between 600 and 1,000 shirim on them. And the MP3, I think, cost around $40. They're available at cost. Take it and make a thousand copies if you want. I have some. You can see me afterwards. Uh, there's um, if if somebody already sponsored them, we might as well uh, be Marvitz Terra. So that's it for the commercial. Let's uh, begin with some of the basics. The Avas Chesed. If you um, never went through it, the Avas Chesed is all about the dinam of Chesed. Chesed, and he has a lot of Hilchas And let me start off with the encouraging words. The Shulchanach brings this down. It happens to be as Machlekes how to read this. You ask anybody in the street, what's the drasha? As the Chavetz Chaim just had it, at least that's the way they put it in the Kudus. Aser Kadesh Shetis Asher. It's a school of Far Shiras. Now there are lots of schools for Shiras. I haven't seen something yet that's not a school of Far Shiras. But some of them are actually in print. Like way back, this is one of them. There are some Acharnim that say the real drosh is aser kedei shetis aser, which means you should give meisus so that you'll have a yetsatayv to give more and more and more. It's a skula to be able to give more tzedakah. And mamela, intrinsic of that is having the money to do it. Let's go with the push-up shot that everybody knows and loves. Aser kedei shetis aser. How do we cash in on that? So, the Machaber says, sevdalat tzedakah, daiche esakzeris akashas. We know a person nebuch in a push off gezeras, barav tatsal miyamavis, k'mosha iril itzavis, and she saved Elio Anavi, Elio Anavi ended up saving her. When Elio Anavi showed up, they didn't have gedolim pictures then. So a very pious-looking tzaddik with a long beard showed up during a famine, and she was down to her last crumb, and she had one son, and showed up, and he said, can I have some of that last deep-frying cookie you're making? And uh, she said, this is all we have. And the Dimbat Stucker, by the way, we're going to get to that either this year or next year, is you're not allowed to give more than a fifth. And he asked for like half or a third. That's more than a fifth either way. And okay, that was a test. And she gave it, and Elio stayed, and thereby she was saved. So the Machaber says that's the classic example, Stucker, Tatsil, Mimovis. We think we're helping other people, we're getting help ourselves. And then the You can never test Hashem. You can't say, I'm putting on the phone this morning, a lot of kavana. Please, I'm going to the office, let me close this deal. Can't test Hashem. It's Asr and it's a chutzpah, except for Stoka, Meiser, specifically, Shanem, Machanunin, Abazais, the famous Haftarah. And the Mechaber says, only not all tzedakah, but it's seen as meiser, mutl nasakosh baruch avalo b'shayat tzedakah, the pischei tshuva, much to everybody's chagrin, but it's not the pischei tshuva's fault, brings down a shita that it's only by meiser tfua. So everybody move to Yitzhak and start your farm, and you'll, um, that doesn't help us in America too much. But most posts can say that uh, the Chavetz Chaim himself says the drosha was in the time of Rabbi Yechem Lokish, when they didn't really have tshuva meiser midaresa. So he brings raya that it's by all meiser. It's clear from the pace scheme you should try to keep an exact, as exact cheshpan as you can. And it's ma'asheris. No, I will tell you the good news first. The good news is that I have witnessed many nisim in the flows. I'm very involved in a lot of people's uh, stockers and uh, businesses. And I've seen things which cannot be explained. I'll be there. I watched during, I remember one Misa back by the last crash in uh, 2008. 
And uh, the banks made a deal with the guy instead of forcing him into bankruptcy that the lawyers, the accountants, the bankers, everybody's scratching their head afterwards what happened. I was w- watching to see what happened because the guy was a phenomenal bald stalker and I was just waiting to see the Yad Hashem. And the amazing thing is nobody exactly figured out how the Yad Hashem happened, but he walked out of the bank with like 90 cents on the dollar. And I've seen this quite a number of times. I'm sure you all have as well, either personally or with other people. With that said, you might know somebody that gives a lot of stock uh, and didn't become a gvir or lost money. So here, the Ramah says, the only place you could test the Kosh Baruch Hu, which is a dangerous proposition, because if you test the Kosh Baruch Hu and you only read the Ramah and you don't hear the next part, you can get a little uh, chink in the armor of Bitachon Namuna. So there are many chuvas written on this. I'm going to quote just a few lines from the Mishnah Lochus because he summarizes it very well. He makes a very important point. All the Acharnam say such a notion. Um, I've seen people washing with like 78 gallons of water by the sink in there going, which is Gvaldic. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's also one of the imprint uh, schooler for Ashiris. And um, one guy, when I asked uh, why he's doing this when there are 50 people online, he told me that he's still waiting for it to be chal. And then he turned to me, Taka, afterwards. First he talked after he washed and started talking to me, and I told him that's like the biggest misconception in the world. Most people think they could talk for an hour and then make the bracha, and then afterwards you can't talk, and it's Yehar Vayar, it's the exact opposite. If you talk between washing and the bracha, you've got to wash again. If you talk after the bracha, you don't have to wash again. But that's a, nothing to do with Taka. Uh, just Maise Shaya I remember he was talking, and I realized he didn't make the bracha yet. So uh, he's telling me that he didn't strike a rich yet, and he wants to know why he's washing with a lot of water. So I told him the same thing because it's the same answer for all these, but uh, this one is Shokhanara, but Khanun Bazais is not in Shokhanara, it's a Pasik and Navi. So the Mishalacha says, Nira the Mashambu Bashil Shatasash, who rak im la yakalkal drachov. If he doesn't have some major issues in Averis blocking it or lack of Avedis Hashem, so it will be Chal. But there's a concept of Shema Yigamachit. Now the good news is you have a lot on the positive side. So it could be that you're supposed to get X amount of money, and instead of the Einish, you just lost some money, which is, at the end of the day, as painful as that is, the easiest Einish. Certainly better than the body getting affected. And Kilkil Darko, Yabed Hain Rav, he says, you don't have to look very far. Yaakovinu didn't have a Pusik. In Novi, that Sebachinu Bazais. Yaakovinu was told directly by Kosh Baruch Hu, you will have everything you need. And Yaakovinu, every other parak is worried, Shema Yigamachait. Comes past Vishlach, he's nervous about Asa. What's the problem? Kosh Baruch Hu told him, you're going to come home, Shalom Agufa, Shalom Mana, everything's going to be fine. But Yaakovinu was concerned. Sheftichal Kosh Baruch Hu liyaz imo b'deir chashalach, hafila hacha v'yir Yaakov ma'oi, v'yetzaloi. So certainly over here, this Haftacha is it's strong, but it's weaker than the direct promise Yaakov Inu had. And there is a Kantah Shema Yigamachet. Again, with that said, I've seen this in the flows, and I'm sure you've seen it as well. And uh, they once asked uh, the stipler, another school, there aren't that many in Shulchanarach. One of them is the Sandik, as you all know. And uh, they asked the stipler. The stipler was not a gavir. It's an understatement. And it was by design. I was by the stipler as a teenager. And you couldn't walk in. I wanted to be mahanim, and I wanted to buy 20 of the birchas parrots and 55 copies of every single masechta. And I wanted to walk out. Uh, I, I came with a box. And uh, the stipler asked me, what am I learning this man? What am I learning next man? Vizehu. I walked out with two. Like, Imam didn't want Sunny Bess. Like, he didn't want to get, uh, I was trying to give him a lot. It didn't go. So I asked the stipler once, but I felt PK, and he was uh, Sandik every day in B'nai Brak, sometimes three times a day. So he said, why, why didn't you become an Aisher? So he laughed. He said, I didn't become an Aisher. You have eyes? He said, look at my son, Rab Chaim. Ashiris means different things to different people. And his take on it was, Ashiris could mean money, and it could mean a lot of other things. So there are many ways to answer it. So if you get stuck on this, don't worry about it. But Lambaisa, it is an official school of Rashiris. Let's start with the basic. What can you use Meister for? So the Ramah, many people are surprised that this Ramah even exists. The Ramah says this quite emphatically. 
One line. Ain lasas in meiser shalad var mitzvah. You can't use meiser money for var mitzvah. Meiser is for aniyam. You're all giving me a blank stare. So what do we do with all the uh, Chinese auctions and all the this organization? They're all wonderful organizations. Do wonderful work. The answer is uh, many people seem to be makol like the shach and the taz here on the daf. And they say that you can use it for mitzvahs. But just know the Ramah exists because the Chavetz Chaim makes absolutely clear a number of times in Avaz Chesed. The main meiser, the main stalker money, is for Anim Amole Teira, supporting learning. You get stalker, and you get Yesachas Vulan, and you get Tachzachas Teira, you get all sorts of things. So let's just put that on a pedestal, as the Chavetz Chaim does. The main stalker is for Hazakas Hatera. With that said, if you're giving to an organization that's not giving straight to Anim, but using it for Dvar Mitzvahs, and the Shachantas talk themselves about buying mitzvahs and not shkhoiva. You can't use it to buy Lulam and Essing and Tefillin unless you have your basic set and you want to upgrade. Something is not a Dav Shabachoiva, the Shachantas hold you can, the Ramah hold you can. You just have to know there exists such a Machlekes. They're both on the top. It's a Ramah. Minig, again, seems to be Lahokul, but the question is to what extent and what percentage? I will say, I was thinking once about coming out with a safer Chinese auctions kill chasm. I think it would have been a bestseller. I just never have time to write. Um, so you go to a Chinese auction. You, you go and you put in a ticket for whatever you're putting in. Uh, Ramesha says the um, basic breakup is you have to give an honest assessment of what this is worth to you and what are you giving extra because it's a stucco, whether it's yeshiva or stucco's terror or a organization, whatever the case may be. And you have to give an honest appraisal if you are asked this question or think about it as you walk in and say, I would never give to any of this a chance to win, I'm only doing it for the stucco, you're probably not being honest with yourself because there is a chance to win. Haraya, I'm told that people stand around talking to the people on the odds, how many tickets are going to be in that pot and how many in that pot and how much is this worth, how much is that. So obviously they're thinking about spreading around their chances. You put an ad in a journal and the ad says ABC Trading Corp and that's you, that's advertising. How much would you pay for that advertising? So go figure it out. It's, uh, it's up to you. If you have a shayla air in the side of the stucco, but it's worth money. You have a delicious meal at a dinner. The IRS makes them right on the ticket. You can only deduct everything minus $62 for this meal. So you can say, I don't like the IRS. Is the thing that's a hashara. One guy told me he can't stand eating steak. I said, is that true? He said, well, he doesn't like eating steak when he's forced to eat steak. Okay. Then the conversation went downhill from there. Uh, of course he liked steak. He just didn't want to pay for it. So I said, look, you don't have to pay full value if you wouldn't be going out to eat, but there, has a, there is a value over here. So you've got to figure out what the value is. Let's assume, talk about Arzachas HaTayra, Baruch Hashem, there are many people who have daughters and sons who want to learn for a number of years. So I'm safer has an interesting, based on a Mishnah, he says that at any point in time, it's preferable that your stucker dollars do not go more than 50% to immediate family members. That's not always doable. A case in point, somebody came to me recently, their parents' father needed money. Now the Ramah says, Tavo Me'era, a person should be cursed if he's using his Misa money, he's using his stucker dollars for his parents. We paskin and keep it of him, as you all know. Who pays the bills? Let's say they can afford it. You go shopping, pick up orange juice, you come back. Do you pay or can you ask your father or gently just put the bill down on the table? So we pass, give me shalav, me ben. With that said, if a father can't afford it, if the parents can't afford it, then charity taka begins at home. It's the highest form of kibbutz of aim, but the Ramah says you shouldn't use your miser money. So al-chashokhan taiches means you shouldn't let them know you're using stucker money because it's a bizarre. The Ramah also says, but some Achreinim certainly have such a Machlekes. If it's more than your Meiser, do you have to spend more? This does come up, Leoleno. It's not common, but it came up recently. And the uh, son told me it's way above his Meiser and his Chaimish, which we'll get to soon. So the Machaber says you don't have to go begging for the parent. So the Diak is, short of that, you should give more than 20%, which normally you're not allowed to do. Although I have many coolers in that, the Chavaz Chaim puts together six coolers. If your enemy is looking for more than 20%, if we don't get to it tonight, 
He says, it's a business deal, you can give more than 20% if you can afford it. Most people struggle with the Meisers, so it's not as Nogea, but there are many Heterim. In Hochaz Kibbutz it seems to be, Ramah sounds like he says, you don't have to give more than you give to Stalka, and other Achreinim brought down the Shach might disagree. But you can't make it obvious, and you have to do it with tremendous pichus, and it can come up. Somebody like Elena loses a job at the age of 67, and he plans he's healthy, and he plans on working another 10 years, he just doesn't have enough money. And I had to the Shaila, and the um, son came over and asked, what do I do? So I said, you think of a practical way of getting him the money without knowing that he's being supported, which takes ingenuity, but uh, that's the highest form of stalker. You're supporting not only a family member, you're supporting a parent. Usually it's the other way around, and the children uh, need the help, which is, uh, Baruch Hashem, a better scenario. And the Chassam Sefer says, if you can figure it out, it should not be more than 50%. Ramesha, just Derek Agav, has a fascinating tshuva. We argue in Achsam Sever. Achsam Sever seems to insinuate that when it comes to your Ruchnius, you should give away whatever anybody demands to learn with him, even though you can learn more on your own, and to keep giving and giving and giving. And there's a long shtickle in the Akdam and Achsam Sever that talks about it. Ramesha, in a tshuva, Lachalamaisa, is chalik, and he says that if you can't give more than 20% of the normal circumstances of your money, you certainly shouldn't give up on your learning. Avra prayed the Torah 400 times, so Ramesha. Conjecture is that that was within Rapreda's Meiser. And he says, maybe you can go up to Chaimish, because you're supposed to give a Chaimish as well. It's not no gay to most people, because if you've ever tried it, the more you teach and the more you give to others, usually you grow in your own learning. But Ramesha is giving us a theory that you have to at least take 10%, or maybe even 20% if you're better at it, and use it to help others with their Ruchniyas, whether it be Kira, whether it be learning with them and the like. So that should be included in the sugi as well. And the good news is, just like giving tangible staka, usually you will grow from the experience. A touchy subject, a uh, girl gets married. I've seen the Shaila many times. Uh, she was working for a year and a half before she got married. She brings a face, uh, $50,000 into the marriage. If she took staka on it already, which is not always the case. Often they don't because they figured, okay, I'll let my, my husband take care of it, even if she took stock already. Does the husband have to take stock now? Anybody here um, got married, had this issue? Or halabai? Maybe you did, you didn't. Um, so there are those that, Taina, that uh, he can't give stock without her resource and she can't give without his resource. They both have to agree which is not always so simple. Why is that? If a lady brings money to a marriage, what is it labeled that? It's either Nixon Malug or Nixon Barzal, one of the two. Nixon Barzal, he could take an invest, he's chayv and achrayas. Nixon Malug, he can eat the payers, the dividends, and it, the asset, the principal, really belongs to her. So she can't take off my service, that's going to take away from his payers, his dividends, because they're shrinking the principal, and he can't take it because he can't touch the principal. So... I have had this Lamaisa. And, um, and some person can say, therefore, they both better agree. If she took off Maisa already, I don't know how quickly she's going to agree, even though he's getting into money now, sort of. He has use of the money. Uh, but they have to do a Bashalom. It's not so Pasha. They're dinim. If, uh, assuming that the husband's running the finances, uh, somebody comes to the door, you give a token donation, the lady can do that. It's a large donation. You're not allowed to ask the lady of the house for it because she needs the Haskam of the husband under most circumstances. And it's a Shaila Geneva if you take it without the husband knowing. So here you need the haskama of both in this particular case. <laughs> Recouping bad debt for Meiser. So last week somebody asked me, his wife was working for a yeshiva, and the yeshiva, believe it or not, ran out of money. Um, it's a common scenario, and it's nobody's fault. Maybe it's our fault, we should pay more tuition. But the yeshiva ran out of money, and then the yeshiva was sold to a different administration, and she wasn't paid. No one wasn't malicious. She just uh, she didn't get paid, and uh, she didn't get rehired either. Again, nothing was with malicious intent, but that's the way it happens. The husband came over to me. He wants to know they owe her face. Let's say ten thousand dollars. He wants to know if he can take that off of Meiser. The Meiser yeshiva was benefiting from the fact that they run the yeshiva and they thought they could pay, and they didn't. What's the answer? The answer is loy with an olive. You can't recoup. Losses for Meiser, unless it's premeditated. Which means, more common scenario, you loan somebody money, and most people borrowing money on Nitzrochim, unless they're borrowing $4 million for a closing, in which case, maybe they're not Nitzrochim. He's borrowing a small amount of money, and um, you give it to him. Then, it's supposed to come back in a month, 
Now, it's a year later, two years later, three years later. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked the Shaila. They want to know the guy Taka is an Itzrak. They don't think it's coming back, and they take it off of Misa. The answer is no. That's recovering bad debt from Misa. What I suggest you do is you give the money L'Chadchila, and don't tell him to his face. You tell him, I want it back. And you make up in your mind then that if you don't get it back, you're now taking it off of Misa. That you're allowed to do. I suggest you do it because it's a pretty common scenario. If we give our unmarried daughter money as a gift, these are some of the questions sent in. To buy what she chooses to, does she have to give Meiser from that? The answer is, if it's completely open-ended, she should, and he should, if it's an unmarried son or daughter, even if it's married children. If you give them um, a down payment for a house, they finally found a house, they need $100,000 for a down payment, and the parents are giving them $100,000, that to take off $10,000. So if it's clearly indicated for the down payment of the house, and if they take off ten, they have to go back and ask for another ten. The din is that you don't have to. Same thing for a couch. If it's for a pool, you should ask a shayla. That already is a, you know, you can get a smaller pool. Okay, but, that's, uh, but if it's something that there's a, there's a designated need, designated money, and otherwise you have to come back for more, the Pasha says you don't have to. Let me get to the more sensitive shaylas. I always figure that uh, somebody's sitting here halfway through the shear, they won't walk out then. Uh, tuition. Um, in case you haven't noticed, uh, tuition is not cheap, and it's nobody's fault. And Baruch Hashem, we're raising larger families, Ken Yerbu, and um, it gets expensive. So, the first rule of thumb, which you mentioned before, to be reminded of, is you cannot use stockholm money for a Dov So you've got to figure out what is a Dov So, it says in Shochan because it says in Chumash, Shanatam Levanecha, take the boys first. Father is a chiv of Talmud to a boy. What is the chiv and when are you putter? Every father in the room should have asked this question. Shochan Harav brings down a very definitive definition of the mitzvah Shinatam Levanecha. Ramesha goes with this for your own chiv of Talmud It's the same thing. And it's a very simple prescription. Shochan Harav says all you have to do is teach him, make sure he knows Shaz Babli, Yushami, Tor Shochan all the Madrashim, Mechilta, Safri, Safra. I'm leaving out a few things, but you get the idea. And when you when we finish with that, then he wants to learn B and that you're not know, okay, That's pretty scary. So it sounds like uh, no one was ever Yetzi, the Mitzvah Shantamanecha, except for Rabbi Kivega's father, Ramesh's father, and a few Gedelim in between. So the good news is the Shochan Acharav and his Kuntras Tamatera says later on that if the son gets to the Madrega where you gave him the tools that he can learn now himself, and he has a Mahalach and learning, he can figure out the Sugya, and he can now go the rest of his life and finish Shas and Peskim. Then you would see. What is that today? Depends on the bacher. Could be first year best medrash, 12th grade, first year kailo, third year best medrash. Depends on the bacher. But there is a finite shear. For a late starter, it might be fourth year kailo, which means the kailo won't be just a nice thing to do. It'll be part of the father's chiv. So that's a davish b'chayva. After that, you're supporting the kid, married or single. You could take that off of meiser. Again, the chassam sefer suggests you don't go over your 50%. There are some yeshivas and maestas that actually figured out a number of how much it costs to educate your child. And if you're paying full tuition, a very common scenario, paying full or three quarters, and let's pick a number. It costs them 5000 full tuition is 10000 The differential, $5,000 over here, is maestrable. I just made up that word, but it makes sense. So they have to give you a number. Sometimes they don't know the number. I wouldn't blame them if they don't want to disclose the number, but there might be a number, and... At Muncie's, quite a few of the large yeshivas do have a number, and they want to give the number because it'll encourage the parents to pay because they could take it off of Meisel. The number has to be real in reality that, of course, that number is supporting the other families who can't even pay what they need to. That's the highest form of stocker. You're helping community members educate their children. What's with the girls? So Meisel has a tshuva, and he says, there's no chiyav shenantam libitecha. However, there is a chiv to be mechanic the girls and bring them up in a firm environment so they become wonderful and get married and raise a family of shameless affairs. Ramesha says there is a truancy law. This is an old tshuva. Um, there used to be, they tell me, in the 1950s and 60s, like if you were found vlogging around the street, this officer, big tall guy, would come and he would uh, ask you what you're doing out of school. It almost sounds funny to us. Like you have nothing better to do. But there's a law in the books, and it is good for society. Have the kids in school. Should be learning something. There still is a truancy law. 
And much to my surprise, somebody, I think that somebody might be here. Was it you who told me the story? That there were a few girls from Flappish who happened to be, do you remember the story? A few girls from Flappish who happened to be in Manhattan shopping. It was on a school day, on a public school day, but Beisakov had off, or they were playing hooky, I don't remember the exact story. Um, and a police officer went up to them and asked them what they were doing here. They didn't know what in the world he was talking about. Like, do you want to know where the sales are? Like, what exactly do you want to know? Um, but it happened. So Ramesha assumes that if there's a truancy law, which there, I think there still is, then they have to be somewhere. And they can't be in public school because the risk is too high. There were in the 1930s, 40s, 50s. People went to public school and they ran from. But it's, in this day and age, a very difficult uh, risk to take. So Ramesha says, to send them to a bezyakiv, to send them, give them a from environment, a from education. And mainly, you can't take it off of my sir. What age does that end? Well, whenever the, let's say, the minute they, they go through high school. Ramesha says an interesting thing. The Gemara says, um, it's a nice cooler, but Ramesha says it doesn't apply today. The Gemara says that after six, you can take everything off of my sir, because after six, the kids should be out in the street working in some sweatshop somewhere. That was Mokubal in the time of the Gemara. The kids, uh, seven, eight, well, they made takanas for people who couldn't make kinyanim, kids when they're out in the street, most assignment, but it wasn't that unheard of, as it wasn't until about 100 years ago. Ramesha says, if the minig today in society is the kids stay in the house and get supported until they're married, and maybe then some, then that becomes the minig, and that's the Dabash you can't take that off of Ramesha. So a girl, at least through high school, is to be supported, and we consider that a Dabash including the tuition. Again, if the Pesachim has a number of what you're overpaying to help the other parents, then use that number, and that would be Maisable, because they have to send their girls to school as well. Uh, the big million-dollar question is seminary. Now, um, I'll, I'll try to be, you know, whatever I say is always misquoted about this topic, so I'll try to be delicate about this. I have credentials. I have um, four daughters already who graduated high school and are married, Baruch Hashem. Um, I will say that uh, all these four, none of them went to Eretz Yisrael. It's a wonderful experience to be able to do, just that I found out that the price tag is between twenty-five dollars and $30,000, which for a Rav can be challenging. Um, so they went local. $25,000, I'm not blaming anybody. The seminaries have to run in Israel, and going to Israel is a wonderful, can be a wonderful experience if you're in the right place with the proper pikuach. If you're not, it could be a disaster. And it's not a chayva because they finished high school and they don't have to be in school. So why are you doing it? So it's certainly to rely on the shach and the taz. Certainly it's our mitzvah to expand their horizons and their ruchnias, give them a shot in the arm, and they'll get married, and they'll have good hashkafas. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Any seminary, certainly. It's all can be a wonderful experience. With that said, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not here to criticize or attack or say right or wrong. And many say that uh, they have no choice. They don't have the money, but they have to. Otherwise, it's going to affect their shidduch, which might be possible. People look at a resume. Uh, there's a lot going on in this sugya. But you have to understand, whatever decision you make in stucca, nobody has unlimited stucca dollars. So you take... 20, I said $25,000, first time I heard this years ago. They said, well, it, it, it might be eighteen twenty, but then you've got to get a whole new wardrobe. I don't know where it says that in the thing, but they're going for the year, I guess. They've got to go shopping. I'm not criticizing the girls. So this is that they're going for the year. And then the plane tickets. And then often they come back for Pesach, and then they come back for family simchas, usually like three or four plane tickets back and forth. This is, it's hard to imagine anybody can afford that, but that's, that's what happens often. And you could be up to twenty five. $30,000. And there's scholarships if you're, if you're Zeichen, and then maybe it's lower, maybe it's 20, maybe it's 18. It's a lot of money, especially if you have four in a row or something like that. So um, can you use my some money for that? So the answer is it depends. How much does she need it? How necessary is it? I'm not talking about Dabash of I'm talking about when you make a decision to take my some money of $20,000, for most people, that's all their my some money, maybe Chaymish. That means that that year or two or three, you don't have a penny to give to an ani. So you're making a decision now, you're making a decision which might be worth it, and it might be necessary, but whenever you make a decision with unlimited dollars, you have no problem. If it's limited assets, which is for most people, you're taking the money away from somebody who might be hungry and using it for this. I'm not saying, therefore, don't do it. I'm just saying you have to make cheshbenes. If you can afford to do it without tashtamaisa money, you're going partial, you're getting hanah from it, so you can't take the whole thing anyway. Plane tickets... To get there, you need to get there. To come back for the L'chaim and for the Shevra Brochus and for a first cousin's chasna. It's a serious shayla. It's not just that you're paskening a maizashayla. You're taking it away from somebody you would have gotten it otherwise. Another example. Somebody is supporting kids in Eitzestral. Wonderful. They get to live in Eitzestral. He's learning basmada. The father told me that they came back three times this year. 
two family simchas, and uh, then she, I think she was expecting him to have a baby, and I understand, no, no criticism. I said, wow, that's expensive. He said, yeah, Baruch Hashem, I was able to take it off of my sir. So I said, uh, they have three kids. So he wrote off over $20,000 in plane tickets. Just, the, just in my sir. And I asked him how it got that high. Somebody flew business class, whatever. It was a, so... I said, okay, you know, I understand in Europe nobody flew around going to Hassan's. I know it's a different world. But first you've got to figure out, like, is this? Your? He said, I'm supporting them. I, I, you, you told me I can take it off for my sir. I said, yeah. I didn't realize they were coming home three times. That's a lot of plane tickets for five people three times. And it's a lot of money. And you're taking it away. You don't have, I told the guy, assuming you don't have unlimited fucker money, that means all the people you're supporting who, and he, he was supporting people, other people in Israel. Rather. I said, what are they eating? He said, he's worried about that. Okay, so I just, I'm just putting out there that these are heavy responsibilities. It's not just, uh, okay, I just, uh, you know, use that. And I've received many sashayas. I never just discourage a shayla because you want people to ask and air their havaminas and as long as they're not maskanas until they ask. Um, but you can take this to various degrees, which are going to hurt the bottom line of the aniyim who desperately needed to pay basic bills. You've got to be careful about that. Okay, fellow asked the following Shiloh. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, is there another Meyer at 11? Or is there... Uh, okay, we'll see what we can do in the next uh, seven minutes. Um, this is a good Shiloh. A person wanted to know why we're so focused on Meiser and Chaymish. L'chadchil l'machabit says you should spend Chaymish if you can afford it. B'dyevet Meiser. A lot of people will be happy if they can get to the B'dyevet. The Shiloh is as follows. Isn't there a din daraisa when an ani comes to you standing in front of you, you have to give something? Is there such a din? The answer is absolutely. There is such a din. So what's the heter? We, we, we have situations we don't give everybody. So I think most people do give something token. You're in shul, people come by, you stack up quarters, and you go. Zashayla, by the way, Isaac and Mitzvah Patah Mitzvah. There is shining the hole that Isaac and Mitzvah Patah Mitzvah is not that you're putter, it's an it's a bazillion to the first mitzvah you're doing. So there's a Syria, Shaila and the Paiskim, you're in the middle of davening, saying Krishma. Hopefully during Shemana, so you're not giving it out. So, is there a heter to give somebody who asks you? Many of them hold that it's, it's an iser, it's not just a patur. So, their truth is written on this, and they say there seems to be a minig during Bezukah to Zimri, even though you're davening also, we don't worry about that. And they actually discourage giving during Bech's Krishma. That told us to a few people, and they said that they think that the reason we're showing them it is because it's like a Hesach Hadas from the first mitzvah, and they told me there's nothing to worry about by them, it's not Hesach Hadas. I asked him why, and I got the answer I was afraid of. He said, because I'm saying the whole thing with Hesach Hadas. It doesn't make a difference which Hesach Hadas it is anyway. Okay, so if it doesn't stare you, you don't have much cover on the first place, which is, uh, needs some work, uh, fine. Or if you just have a thing, you just nonchalantly give the quarters away. If you give any token donation, you yet see anyway. The person's not collecting for themselves. Technically, there's no derisa. That's another possible heter. And then you have the limit chush, as the Gemara says, we should be machzik taiv to the Ramayim. There's lots of when we're asked why we didn't get more. We could say we thought he was a Ramayim. The good news is most people are not Ramayim. The story they tell you might not be true. They might say they're collecting for this and they really need it for themselves. But that's fine. They're doing that for Busha, but they're still in the Tzorachim. So I would suggest when you can give a token, people come to the door, you give them, they want a few dollars anyway. If you're there and you're able to answer the door, it's a good idea. Most of us doesn't even go into our Meisel Cheshman because even though it adds up over the year because we consider it pocket change and Baruch Hashem, every little bit helps. Another very sensitive item which we'll just uh, touch upon. It's an important hashkafa. Uh, there's a lot of debate in this country I've had this discussion. We have appeals in the shul from time to time, and I split up the months. Uh, in months, I split up the money between Ani Ircha and Ani Yisrael. I mentioned to you the beginning of the year the pecking order. So there's family, and then there's immediate neighbors in Ani Ircha. Ani Yisrael, according to many places, the shach passes like this, comes after Ani Ircha. So somebody's coming from Yisrael and coming from Detroit to Brooklyn. So I needed to sell. We'll go before Detroit. We'll hire. The medic today seems to be that we give to Detroit and we give to Israel. We give to Israel in a very big way. And I've been asked by many people over the over the years, why is so much money going out to Israel? The yeshiva is needed here as well. 
Now, there's a hergish from people think about it. I'm talking to the Elam over here, and whoever's listening, you're the people who give their Yisrael in a big way, Baruch Hashem. I, I want to be Miyashiv the Minig, and I believe, and I was very happy to see this, Far Sternbach has a number of truths on this. Sternbach, specifically, there are many discussions, but he, I think, is, has a panoramic view. He's a Rav, was a Rav, and has Shaykhs with many communities in Chutzlaretz. He was in London, he was in South Africa. And he's on the Badass now in Eretz Yisrael. So he really sees both sides of the coin. I, whenever I go speak to him, his English is better than mine. He, he really knows what's going on. Certainly more proper. And he writes a tshuva on this very point. And he points out that the Chassam Sefer and one tshuva and Rukhayim Velozhener say that we should hold that an Ircha is on par, or perhaps even loses to an Eretz Yisrael. Not like the Shach. That's not normative halacha. Because the shach on the daf and the psalm sefer is a tshuva, but there's another tshuva that seems to be seisurit. But there are places that say the whole premise is not so pushy. But he makes two very fascinating observations. He says he thinks today in our global village, Eretz Yisrael has the din of an yircha, because we Americans are the recipients of the tremendous growth of the yeshiva movement there. We send our children there, we send our boys there, we send our girls there, and. He wants to claim, and I think it's an excellent point, that we actually are almost one city and we need the community, the Torah community of Israel, and we're using their services. We might not use every yeshiva in B'nai Barak Yerushalayim, but we're using many of them and our own children and ourselves, when we go for Yachas, we're benefiting it from the Kayach of the Torah community there. That's point number one. Point number two, and this is always a delicate subject, but it has not gone away, Matter of fact, right now in Eitz Yisrael it's at a feverish pitch because the uh, anti-religious and the very left-wing secular realize that uh, Baruch Hashem, they're running out of time. When I say running out of time, that means soon they're all going to become from. Uh, and they realize, just look at the elections, look at the kindergarten. They did a recent survey uh, in Yushalayim, uh, I think uh, over 70% coming up is either Haredi or Arab. And um, demographics of Eitz Yisrael suggest that the from are getting firmer and more numerous, and uh, the fry are, well, yeah, if you have 2.3 kids versus uh, 8.6 or whatever the numbers are, that's going to catch up with you, and it's catching up very quickly. So they're very nervous, and that's why they're interested in passing these gzairas, and, and they pass them, and they repeal them, depending on which government's in power. But Sternbach reminds us there's a Muhammad's mitzvah going on in Eretz Yisrael, and Baruch Hashem, nobody's shooting anybody. Baruch Hashem, it's pretty peaceful as as angry at the camps are at each other. A yid is a yid, and we hope they all do tshuva quickly. Lamaisa, a mechamenei for the neshama Yisrael, is being won by Teira and the yeshivas and the yeshiva community. And that yeshiva community has to be helped, helped and helped again and propped up and grown. And we Americans and Canadians and British and all of Chutzlaretz have the schus to be the proud partners to build that community. It's almost like a kiyam, which he mentions also in Yishev Eretz Yisrael. And the kiyam is to stamanim Eretz Yisrael, but especially as the Chavaz Chaim says, to be machzik amolei teira. And anybody here who's been to Eretz Yisrael, even once and certainly recently, I'm not saying there's no serious nefesh, there's plenty of learning going on in America, Baruch Hashem, and it needs to be supported. It's not a steer. He points out at the end of the tshuva, I thought it was fascinating, he said, the derech ha'ilam is, the more people give, the more they're going to give. Aser, Kadesha, Tis, Aser. And he said, people complain, why are all the Rosh Hashivas and the Meshulachim and the Manalim coming here? We need to support our Maestas. The answer is, they're doing us a favor because the more we give them, the more we're going to end up giving here as well. Because we'll have more money, because it's the cool of our shears, and we'll have more generosity, we'll have more Siat Tashmaya. And it's working because historically, anybody who compares Golos America to the Golden Age of Spain knows nothing about Spanish Jewry. Golden Age of Spain was about as good as it got for a couple thousand years. Well, if you walked in the street, you didn't necessarily get beaten up right away, and there wasn't a pogrom every day, and there were some gvirim. And no sheiches, Baruch Hashem, no similarity at all to what's going on in America. You have to realize that. Realize that most people, there are people who struggle panasa here. Most people have panasa. Some people have very comfortable panasa. And then there are gvirim, adirim, that we have many of them, Baruch Hashem, ken yirbu, if they're using it for the right things. They didn't have one one-thousandth of this for 2,000 years in Gullus. Almost not Gullus conditions. The freedom and the pranasa. And for what? For another cruise? For another barbecue? 
So clearly, Hashem put us in a position to take an achrayis for the growth of Torah here, and kimitzion teitzet Torah in Eretz Yisrael, and that is going to give siat deshmaya to us, and it has, and it's growing. And I think that's miyash the minik, and I think the minik again, what the exact percentages are, is always going to be an ongoing tension. But I think there's reason for it, and I think the yid, without hearing this breakdown of the uh, yish of the minig, knows that in their gut, that there's something special about what's going on over there, and there's something special about the mysterious nefesh. Again, not to take away one iota of the mysterious nefesh of those learning over here, but then I go to Yisrael and I see Kol uh, Yungaman, with 12 kids living in a two-bedroom apartment, and he's smiling like this is, you know, two-bedroom apartment, sometimes in one bathroom. You've got to make an appointment to use the washroom like a week in advance. And they, this is what they're doing, and the Eretz needs the Kedusha, and that's a tremendous thing to have a Shutfus in. Unbelievable. We'll close with one more. I didn't get to the sixth Hatam to give more than a fifth. Anybody who's in the Parsha can see me privately. Uh, hopefully, halavai, everybody's in the parish. The Chavaz Chaim has six heterim to give more than the Chaimish. We already mentioned Yisachas Vulun, Talmatera. He says if somebody's wasting their money on silly things, they might as well spend it on stock on more than a fifth. So, and he says somebody has a very set income, but he knows he only needs this amount. He has riots and medrashim. He can give more than a fifth. Our mayor made a set income from his safras, and he gave one-third to the Middle Chachamim. He has many, many rayas, and many a time a person needs a kapari, a certain averas he wants. A person, Bishas Misa, he wants to put in his will. Their sheet is one half. Some have a gears of one third. Some say, Ramah says, you give all of it. So if you're making your will in the near future, you could put, I wouldn't cut out the kids because you want to leave something so they're still talking to you or about you afterwards, but uh, you can give more than a fifth. So many a term, Halavaya should be no to a lot of people. I just want to. Close with the Gemara and Be'ah, the famous Gemara and Be'ah that talks about the promise, another promise, Levua Live Ani Perea, based on a Pusik. That when you spend money on Shabbos and Yantav and and tuition, it's all free. It's the best deal, and I think more people should know about this Gemara. You're worried about the payback with Aser, Kadesh, Tisasher. The Gemara says at the end of the year, the budget, the money is going to be there. Levua Live Ani Perea. So there's a tesis over here. It's a small tesis in that sometimes you have to concentrate on. Taisus asked the Kasha, you borrow for Shabbos, if you can't afford it, just borrow the money. Hashem said the money will be there when you have to pay it back. Taisus asked, what do you do with the Gemara B'Sacham? I say, Shabbos Chachov, if you can't afford it, buy peanut butter and make a peanut butter sandwich. Don't buy meat and make a chomp. Stira. Taisus answers, and there are two guesses, the answer is the difference of day and night. And I'll explain that uh, our Madrega fits with one of them. The Gra has the Gersam. Means you don't have to go begging door to door if you can't afford chont and chicken, just have a peanut butter sandwich. But if somebody was nice enough, a friend of yours, to loan you money, even they have no clue how you're going to pay it back, just borrow the money and the money will be there. That's the girsa of the gra. The marshal has a girsa. The answer is, that you have no game plan, how you're going to pay back this money. So Pasha says, not a machlek, it depends on Madrega. You could talk, hear the Vilna Gain saying, this is not the Marshal with the Lower Madrega. The child is what the Gemara meant. Who are we talking to? The Gain says, you could take a leap of faith if you live like that and just borrow without any plan. And if it's for these mitzvahs, it'll come back. That's great for tuition. The Marshal says, no, no, no. You could borrow the money if you have a very, very reasonable plan on how to pay it back. Otherwise, it borders on Geneva. And that's certainly, and we're talking about for mitzvahs, for Shabbos, Yantav, Tamatera, tuition. Otherwise, don't borrow it and have peanut butter. This speaks to us in America because of the affluence we're speaking about. We have people overspending, and we have people overspending on credit cards for money they don't have, for things they don't need. And you have to check and recheck. People complain to me. I talk about chaimish, and they can't even put mice together. I've spent a lot of time going over people's budgets. Some of them, they talk, I can't afford it. Uh, they're making money without a lot of children, Baruch Hashem, and they have what to eat, but they can't afford it. They can't afford mice, you know, chayim. And if you only afford 5%, it's not all or nothing. And sometimes they go over a budget and like say, what's this? He said, you know, you got to take a vacation. We've been there already, so we went somewhere else, like 10,000 miles away. And they're putting in, they now have a shuttle they're preparing for Mars. There are people putting in for it. It's going to be very pricey. And there are many gradations in between. To borrow money, put that on the card, 
without a real plan how to do it, and suddenly if the plan ends up being I can't afford Meister because I spent all my money, which is what happens often. People can sometimes get it together and they just have to trim their budget. Again, if you can't afford it, you're not believing Meister. But if you can and you think you can't, you might want to look and see what are you spending on yourself that it's, again, taking away money from Aniyim who often don't have bread teeth. In America, maybe it's not as Benimsa. In Israel, it's certainly Benimsa. Bread, Leban, other basics. And the Mashal says over here, even if it's for your own Ruchnius, make it peanut butter, don't overspend. So the thing that needs chizik, and the, it's not a question of giving Musa to somebody, it's a question of going over the budget and really taking a hard look. What's a luxury, what's a needed vacation, and what's a luxurious extra vacation that wasn't necessary? And it's a shame, we'll all be zeicher to spend the brochus and the money we have in the right places to the right people, to the right causes. And with that, we'll be zeicher tremendous hachzakas teira chesed and avas yisrael for us and our mishpachas and altaka hasten the gula. Thank you for listening. Shame Irgenshir, Tiramus is busting. I'd like to give a big yashikach to Rabbi Viner for tonight's drosha. I'd like to give a big yashikach to Mr. and Mrs. Yudel Lowinger for the support of tonight's shield of the Nishmas of their father, Rabbi Yasef Ayyub, and Peretzel of Asholem, Bergman, and Chavad Shloishim. Voice, as I mentioned before, Irgenshir Tari lies on the seabird to sponsor the Shiurim so we can continue bringing these wonderful Shiurim to the community here, as well as everyone who's watching. The broadcast, take this great mm. opportunity. Vachevagan Abatistar the Rabbim. Call Igenshir Tyra, sponsor a shear, seven one eight eight five one eight six five one. Or email to tapecenter at yeshivanet.com to sponsor a shear or send in whatever donation you can afford. Especially after hearing a shear on Hokasloka. CDs of tonight's Joshua will be available shortly. I should to everyone for coming. Thank you.